Welcome to the Pharmacy Quality Solutions Quality Corner Show, where we talk quality of healthcare and explore what that actually means. Let's dig into performance measurements, the equipped platform, pharmacy goals, and personal goals. We will also occasionally cover topical healthcare news and maybe throw into the conversation a few of our own nerdy passions and hobbies. So turn us up. The Quality Corner Show starts now. Hello, Quality Corner Show listeners. This is your host, Nick Dorich, and we welcome you to episode 52 of the Quality Corner Show. Yes, we uploaded our first episodes of the Quality Corner Show on November 19th, 2019, and that means we've somehow completed 52 episodes in a year's time. Even with a relentless 2020 that has affected all Americans, we hope we've been able to help our listeners, that's you, through this year, and we hope that we've been able to inform and provide helpful information with our COVID-19-related episodes. We've had a number of guests on our show in the past year from all over the country. This includes, as just a couple of quick examples, Jenny Arnold from the Washington State Pharmacy Association, who appeared in episode 22, Paul Larratt, the Dean of the University of Rhode Island College of Pharmacy in episode 25. We had pharmacy owners Ben McNabb of Love Oak Pharmacy in Texas. We had uh, Jerm Robinson of Thrift Clinic Pharmacy in Louisiana. They appeared in episodes 38 and 40. And we've even had our own general manager of customer relations, Neil Donald, who is situated in Canada uh, on the show. So we've expanded past the US and gone a little bit international. While 94% of our listeners are in North America, we do also want to take the time and say hello to those listeners that are in Europe and Asia who have found the podcast. So for today's show, we're going to be happy to welcome back some of our PQS teammates and quote unquote returning guests. I'm happy to bring back Brittany Boyd, Senior Manager of Training and Support, and Jasmine Perry, our third year PharmD candidate at the UNC Eshelman School of Pharmacy. Hello, hello. I'm happy to be back on the podcast and chatting with Nick and Jasmine today. It is amazing to know that we've reached so many listeners and have created such amazing content since the podcast debut, even with all the surprises we've had of 2020. Thank you, Nick. Um, I'm super excited to be featured on today's podcast. This year, the Quality Corner Show has featured some really powerful speakers, some powerhouses in healthcare leadership and innovators. So it's always a pleasure speaking with the PQS team and being in the company of great leaders in pharmacy. Thank you both for being here today. I'm excited for our conversation. For today's episode, it's going to be kind of a recap of the past year, and I thought we'd take the time to talk about what we've learned over the last nine to 10 months of the pandemic and the impact that pharmacy has had in patient health during this time. So first, we're going to talk about the item that I'm most interested in, and that's the favorite episodes of the Quality Corner Show. We've touched on quite a few topics this season, and we've spoken to a range of industry experts on the pharmacy and payer side. And we've also been able to help listeners set performance goals at the pharmacy and for using the Equip platform. Brittany, I'll let you start first, and then we'll get to to Jasmine as well. But what has been your favorite one or two episodes of the podcast and why? Well, Nick, out of 52 podcast episodes, it's very difficult to pick just one. There have been quite a few I've personally joined on that have been great, but I would have to say the episode on building upon the quality improvement framework for pharmacy services with Patrick and Mel from PQA definitely stands out. 
the discussion on consistent quality improvement, data accessibility, and using that to positively impact patient outcomes is amazing in my opinion. There's a lot of information there to unpack that is directly meaningful to the work we do here at PQS and in the Equip platform. In the midst of the pandemic, it was also great to hear from Jermaine at Thrift Clinic Pharmacy on how community pharmacies are remaining steadfast and utilizing the performance dashboard to improve their performance on quality measures. Thank you, Brittany. I really love your call out for the conversation with Patrick and Mel. It was a great synopsis of what has happened in 20 years of pharmacy-related quality. But importantly, we also spoke about what we need to do going forward to help improve measures and to help improve uh, pharmacy action. So great call up for that. And uh, also, I know that uh, you've had the opportunity to work with Germ and Thrift Clinic Pharmacy and the great work that they've been doing. So that's another great call out. Jasmine, like to get your response now. What episodes did you enjoy the most and why? Honestly, like Brittany, it's really, really hard for me to pick just one, but I would have to say that my favorite episode would be the one that featured Dr. Ben Urick, um, and it was the drivers of community pharmacy level performance on adherence measures. And I may be a little bit partial because he's a fellow Tar Heel, but in reality, it was the first podcast I actually edited with David, who's the producer of the Quality Corner Show. Um, and as an intern, it was really, really great for me to learn more about in-depth the quality measures in community pharmacy and hear about how my work in community pharmacy practice directly aligns with current research. So beyond that, I think a close second will have to be the episode about social determinants of health with Dr. Aria. And honestly, I think it was my favorite because I truly believe that there's a huge benefit in understanding social determinants of health, especially when implementing quality programming and pharmacy practice. So those will be my two favorite episodes. Jasmine, I really liked that the episodes you liked were about learning. <laughs> and that's perhaps easy to call out for you as a student, but it's also an important call out for us on the general in the general approach for the Quality Corner Show. We want to help our listeners learn along the way. That's part of the quality improvement process. So thank you for mentioning that. I also want to mention that we were lucky to talk to some of our uh, PQS partners this year, and specifically some examples include uh, Magellan RX in episode 20 and Humana in episode 32 about their new pilot program. Those are great examples to go back and listen to if you haven't already, which would suggest that. Personally, uh, I'll give my own shout outs. I really enjoyed the, I think it was in our first 10 or 12 episodes, we had a conversation with our own Peter Masters about exploring the data jungle. That was really intense and really informative about how pharmacies can better use data. We still have a long way to go, but I really enjoyed that. I hope we'll have more exploration of data in the future on the show. And uh, Jasmine, I also agree with you. The episode with Dr. Vibuti Aria, one of my favorites uh, that we that we covered. It's a really informative and necessary top uh, topic of discussion for us to address, especially with what we've seen and just some of the conversations in 2020. So that was very very timely. We'll now go, Brittany Jasmine, to our second question, and I'd like to tie this one into the one of the running themes we've had on the podcast, and that's about goals and goal setting. I'd like to get your thoughts. Um, what we've learned about goal setting over the spring and the summer and the fall. And we've probably gone through 17 other seasons in the 2020 year. I've lost count now. Uh, time is a very relative thing. Uh, but I'd like to get your thoughts on what you've learned about yourself, about your own personal health, your own personal goal settings, um, what you've seen as far as goal setting from, from others. And given that we're you know continuing 
into a unique situation with the pandemic into 2021. How is that impacting your goal setting for this next year uh, that's upcoming? Uh, Brittany, you started uh, or responded first to our question number one. So Jasmine, I'll let you lead off for this question. This is a really good question. So this year has definitely taught me about the importance of resilience and flexibility. COVID-19 has literally changed almost every aspect of everyone's life. Um, but for me as a student, I think the transition to online learning has taught me to truly take some time for self-care because work and home are really synonymous. It's all in the same place. So with that, I've been trying to incorporate more guided meditation and journaling into my nighttime routine. And essentially, this just allows me to wind down and remember all the things that I should be grateful for, despite the things happening with COVID-19 and also with personal challenges. So over the holidays, I will definitely be doing a lot of reflection with my family and making sure that I take an actual break from school and hopefully figuring out ways to basically be socially distant, but also enjoy my time away from school. Jasmine, I couldn't agree with you more. The impact of COVID-19 has done more you know, of an impact for, I think, everyday, everyday life rather than just getting to the gym daily, as an example. Uh, as a parent, I was left with a roaring worry on what would happen if I sent my child to daycare. And that in itself was a little scary. I've seen even had a few family members personally that have contracted the virus, but fortunately, they all recovered. And so with all the surprises of 2020, uh, it continues to not disappoint. So we will be welcoming a new baby here in January. Uh, Nick, Jasmine, this was not one of my goals for 2020. But if you ask my daughter, she would say this was something she'd be looking forward to. Um, so if for nothing else, this year has taught me that surprises may come in big or small packages. But no matter what, we all have to remain positive. I truly believe that positivity can take us a very long way which is how I was able to make it through quarantine with a five-year-old, my husband, work, and other virtual activities my daughter participated in. So like Jasmine, I agree that everything is synonymous. Everything is right here in the same place. And so that has helped a lot. Um, I can also say that my morning runs and red wine, when it was you know appropriate, it actually went a long way. So... Brittany, first and foremost, we're obviously very excited for for you and the and for the Boyd family uh, with the expected addition. Um, you bring up some great points around this, and Jasmine as well. Refer back to your part. Um, it's a key item that we've really learned is setting guidelines or barriers for ourselves, especially working from home, like some people are, or some people it's working in the pharmacy and they're you know coming home and they've been working and talking with patients all day about COVID, you go home and see the news, what's it talking about? It's talking about COVID. It becomes important. And this is going to refer back to an episode that we did as well with Dr. Uh, Jessica Louie uh, around stress and our mental health and how we really need to set, remove some of the clutter, give ourselves some time. So our brain, which is obviously the, I think it's the most important organ uh, in, in, in the body. It's important that you give it a chance to relax reset so you can go and address what you need to do the next day. Uh, for myself, one thing I've learned, it's really important. I set that uh, function on my phone, so I'm not accessing it when it's getting close to bedtime, right? And then I'm shutting that part down. I can read a book or I can play with my dog, just something so that I'm winding down at the end of the night and I'm not constantly tuned in either to the television, the phone, my tablet, et cetera. So I have found that that's really important, speaking from my personal experience. Brittany and Jasmine, we're going to now go to our final question, and we'll relate this specifically to our pharmacist listeners and about how pharmacists have really stepped up to the plate in a big way in 2020 helping patients. What's the biggest impact that you've seen, that you've heard of, that you've experienced 
either be it either personally or professionally, just as we work with many pharmacies nationwide uh, here in 2020. Uh, I'd like to know uh, what your thoughts are here. And and Jasmine, you know, from your standpoint, you've been working in pharmacies or on campus a little bit here. So your, your perspective may be a little bit unique as well. Uh, Jasmine, if you don't mind, I'll have you go first on our final question. Sure. So working in a community pharmacy during this global pandemic has really, really opened my eyes to the impact that community pharmacy has on health. Um, and I think the biggest impact that I've witnessed has been with drive-through COVID testing and flu vaccines. So I typically work on weekends, but in reality, the number of vaccines I've given has been astronomically higher than in previous years. So pharmacists have truly stepped up to the plate with vaccines, especially in pediatric patients. So with COVID-19 and giving vaccines to pediatric patients, it's been a huge, huge impact. Also, COVID-19 testing in community pharmacies, in my opinion, has increased the public's trust and dependence on pharmacists during such a challenging time. So all in all, pharmacists have been saving lives and preventing disease throughout 2020. And I definitely think that we have stepped up to the plate. Yeah, Jasmine, that was great synopsis of how we've seen pharmacists definitely take a change. And I've honestly heard the same from most pharmacy clients that we work with here at PQS. Uh, there are twice as many flu immunizations occurring at this point of the year compared to previous flu seasons, as an example. And earlier in the year, due to the pandemic, we saw a mandatory shift of how pharmacists were able to actually provide care directly to patients and how many were unsure what was going to impact their daily ability to actually, it, it, for patients to adhere to their medications, for an example. So I've seen a lot of pharmacies taking action. Those that may not have provided delivery services before, they now do. There are some community and chain pharmacies with the ability to mail prescriptions as they saw fit for patients. Uh, adherence packaging has also come up in a, quite a few discussions that were patients that may have been resistant to it before. They're now requesting their medications to be filled in that way. So it's been great to see all the pharmacies actually taking charge and not allowing the pandemic to stand in their way of providing high quality care to all the patients they have in their community. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks, Jasmine. Something we've talked about with some of the more recent episodes and especially our series related to American Pharmacist Month, it's important that we as the pharmacy industry really think about this opportunity and how we utilize it to the best of our capability going forward. Um, Jasmine, you you already referenced the pediatric immunizations, and that's one where, yeah, some pharmacies are already doing that. There's also been a number of stories and updates was just reading an article yesterday about how some parents were upset that they saw the order or heard about it, went to a pharmacy to get the immunization, and they couldn't do it because the pharmacy hadn't either gotten the training uh, or there wasn't payment with that particular payer or you know very various other reasons. It, it calls out an important aspect and where there are barriers to patient care or where pharmacists may be prevented from doing other services. Once that does get signed or updated, so this could be related to pediatric immunizations like we're seeing here and now, could be related to provider status, could be related to any other number of things. Just because something is passed or updated in a law doesn't mean that we're ready to address it. So it's important for pharmacists that we advocate for our profession and for our patients. It's important that we work with our associations and our leaders, our technology partners, et cetera, to make sure that we have the capacity and training to do that sort of work. While something's maybe allowed doesn't mean that we can we can necessarily do it or you know when the patient comes in. So it really becomes an important aspect for us to, to manage those. We've also seen pharmacists being able to provide a number of services. Uh, there's been talk 
around COVID testing done by pharmacies, uh, COVID immunization, when that does become available, hopefully sooner rather than later, pharmacist involvement, right? So it becomes important that we're advocating and that we're working uh, working on, on our own side to make sure we can do these services when they do become available. So a lot of great content that's there and Jasmine and, and uh, Brittany really appreciate the context here that you've provided. And as we're getting to our wrap up from season one of the the Quality Corner show. We're also here looking at a time period and as we're into November. My one of my favorite holidays, Thanksgiving, involves a lot of food and it involves typically getting to watch some football. So those are two of my favorite things. Uh, but it's the spirit of the holiday, what we're really thankful for and what we appreciate uh, that becomes important. So I would like for us to get into a little bit of that holiday spirit. And I'd just like to hear from both of you, what are things that you're thankful for? We've already touched on, again, some of the stress and different ways that 2020 has taken us and throughout this first season of the podcast. But I know there's a lot of great things and you've both already shared some of that. But uh, just to just to help us end on a positive and uplifting note, I'd like to do that. So, Brittany, I'm going to kick it back to you as our first uh, first response. And then, Jasmine, you'll get a chance to speak as well. Uh, but what are the things that you're thankful for? Uh, here as we reach Thanksgiving 2020. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Um, also looking forward to Thanksgiving. Uh, we usually host um, pretty big gathering with all of my family at my mother's house. Don't know what that's going to look like this year um, due to COVID, but we can say that if for nothing else, I'm very thankful just for family and health at this point. Just knowing that there were so many family members that did have the virus this year and just so many uncertainties that I think we've all kind of been a part of. I think it's just thankful to have have health, have wellness, have family. It's been great. Thankful to everyone here at PQS also because you guys are like a second family. And so it's been great to be a part of a team that, you know, we're very people focused um, and very centered with each other. So I'm always thankful for all the positive things we got going on. Yes, I am excited for Thanksgiving this year. I'm not really a big chef, but this year my family has agreed to let me make macaroni and cheese. So hopefully that works out for me. Um, That's really exciting. But this year, the first thing that came to my mind was I'm thankful that midterms are over. <laughs> so this morning I had my last oral exam for midterms. So I'm really thankful that's over. And with that, I'm also really thankful for my growth. So I looked at one of my patient cases from last year, and I can't believe how much I've learned in a year, which I guess speaks to the growth as a pharmacy student. So Overall, I'm thankful that I get to make macaroni and cheese, but I'm also thankful for my growth. Jasmine, something that many of us are thankful for uh, very often and perhaps more perhaps more frequently than what we probably should because it's not the healthiest food. But yes, macaroni and cheese, something that we are we, thank, we are thankful for. Brittany, absolutely agree as well, the health and wellness of those around us, especially just given, given the year. It's become an important aspect. And the unique situation we find ourselves in in 2020, how we help people. And for our pharmacists and for those in the healthcare, that's a core element of what we do day in and day out. So we do that every day with the patients that we are working with, that we're serving and and improving their healthcare. But thinking on a broad global uh, or national and global scale, it becomes really an important thing for what we do. It's a the day job is one part, but outside of what we do for work, it's not being able to travel, not being able to see people in the family. I know many are going through those considerations. It becomes important how we communicate, how we share, 
um, and how we maintain that positivity. We don't want to be positive just for the sake of being positive. We do need to address some of those things that are that are negative or that are holding us back and making changes. But it really becomes an important aspect to celebrate those that are around us, to help the other people around us, because uh, those doing those things, that's going to release our own endorphins, and that's going to make us feel good uh, about uh, what we're doing each and every single day. So I appreciate, Brittany, you and Jasmine both sharing some of your final thoughts here about what you're uh, thankful for as we get to the Thanksgiving holiday here and as we're closing out season one for the Quality Corner Show. So for our listeners, we're going to go ahead and uh, begin to wrap up this episode. And again, we thank Jasmine and Brittany for their participation. We also want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in each week and helping to expand our listening audience. I'm probably going to miss one or two places that where you can find this podcast, be it on Spotify, uh, Apple, our uh, on our PQS website, on YouTube. There's probably a number of other places, and I'm sure uh, David, our producer, would love to have you listen on any of those sites where you find us or when anywhere you can listen to us or to find us on social media, our LinkedIn or Twitter uh, accounts and engage with us on those platforms as well. We know there's a lot of different ways that you can absorb and learn new content. There's many podcasts, many other chats that are out there and there are uh, a growing number that are related to the topic of pharmacy. So we're happy to be a part of that bigger field. And we hope that our focus on quality and healthcare is unique and helps keep us on brand. And it helps you stay alert and engaged around medication use quality and pharmacy quality. But as we've gone through the learning experience from season one, we've picked up many great things. We've had a lot of great guests many that I hope will come back in season two or beyond. And speaking of season two, when can you expect it and what can you expect for season two? Well, we're not going to be taking a break. We're going to be back and having a new episode for you next week. And we're going to be kicking off another series, uh, just like we did in October. So while October focused on the importance of American Pharmacist Month and activities for pharmacists, we're going to start looking at specific disease states and how that relates to quality improvement efforts. So for November and into December, we're going to be talking about mental health care, wellness, and how pharmacy is involved and can contribute to those efforts to improve patient care. We've got a great lineup of new guests, all new guests that I'm very excited for, and I think that you'll enjoy and where you will learn a lot of new great information. So I do hope you'll join us next week as we kick off season two. And by the way, if you would like to hear any specific healthcare topics or about disease states or different areas related to quality improvement, let us know. We're going to be building out our schedule for season two, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. Or if you have a guest, and whether that guest could be you or someone that you know that would make for great content, please contact us at info at pharmacyquality.com. Uh, either there, or you can find our Twitter account or find us on LinkedIn. So with that, this is the close for our season one of the PQS Quality Corner Show. I, again, appreciate you listening, and we do have one final message from the PQS team. Our team here at PQS has a couple of favors to ask of you, our podcast listener. First, we encourage you to share this podcast with two friends, because if you share this with two friends and each of them shares it with two friends, it really helps us hit a larger listening audience. Second, we also want to take a moment to remind you to subscribe to the podcast wherever you may find it. And then if you have any questions or topics you would like us to address, please contact us. The best way to do so is to email info at pharmacyquality.com. Let us know what is on your mind and what we can address so that you are fully informed. 
Our goal is to continuously improve our podcast content and to provide meaningful information to our listeners based on current topics in healthcare, technology, and quality measurement. We want to help you become as effective as possible in how you care for patients and improve public health outcomes. So until next time, we wish you well.